it's another great day. Uh, you know, we're so thankful to have Frank Palingi joining us today. Frank, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing out there? Good. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, we <laughs> have to do what we can sometimes due to technology difficulty. So, What are you going to do, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh. um, well, listen, thanks again for being with us. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on because you portray such a positive message. But more importantly, you're a hard rocker. You're not only a great vocalist, but a fantastic guitar player, and you play a lot of instruments. So we'll get into that. So thanks for thanks, being with man. us. <laughs> so let me tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, you're from the great state of New York, and you're a hard rocker, independent indie artist, correct? Yep, yep. All right, very good. And Upstate New York, though, because everyone upstate. thinks, oh, New York. They think New York City, and I'm like, nope, not New York City. <laughs> You know, that's a good point. I lived in New York, too, and any time I told someone I lived in New York, they think New York City, so. Yeah. Upstate yeah. New York. Yep, upstate New York. Yeah. Well, you know, you've already made a name for yourself. You're out there touring. You've opened for a lot of big bands and things. Uh, I know that's been exciting for you. Uh, just to mention, uh, a few bands that you've opened for, like Three Doors Down, Fuel, Trapped, Candlebox. Red Sun Rising, and one of my favorites is Star Set. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, you've opened, I mean, there's a lot more. I just named off a few that uh, people would recognize. There's others, of course, but that must be exciting to be able to play with guys like that. It, it's it's fun, you know, because it's, it's like they're on, you know, they call it the national level and stuff, and you're like, you know, who who am I to be opening for you, those guys and stuff, and the opportunity, and I, I like it because it's it tests me, you know, it, it pushes me to do better rather than, uh, you know, that's just a regular gig, you know, I can I can do this and I can do that. This is like, no, I got to be on my game. It's got to be right, you know. <laughs> well, you're there. A little more I mean, pressure. You're, you're very talented and right there with those guys, so uh, that's got to be exciting. Yeah, so, <laughs> let me. Okay, let's get started. I want to uh, ask you a few questions, of course. Um, Sure. When you were growing up, how did music influence you, and how did you get started? Um, I got started at age 13. I'm a big movie fan, right? So I seen the movie The Crow, and uh, in the movie, it's about a dead rock star comes back to life. You know, I thought it was cool, and I was like, "What is that thing that he's playing on that rooftop?" I was like, "What is that?" My mom's like, "It's a, it's a guitar." I was like, "I want one of those." Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, they they're the ones. Great movie. Oh, it's awesome! Awesome movie, and um, so sad what happened to Brandon Lee. I've I've watched all of his past films and stuff like that too. He's a good actor, would yeah. be a good actor. And um, but it's it's basically my parents that you know went out, they got the guitar, we got a little fifteen watt crate amp, and I started learning movie themes on the guitar, just playing around. It took maybe six months of lessons and I was like, you know what? I want to learn actual songs and not, I don't want to learn, you know, Mary had a little lamb and, and just like little finite stuff. I go, I want to learn, you know, songs, real stuff. So I, I started just learning by ear and, um, picking up a lot. My, my grandfather was a concert violinist, so I'm not sure if the music side comes from there. Um, that's kind of how I started, and I started with um, some high school bands, and 
the guys I used to jam with used to leave their instruments and stuff, you know, at my place. So I'd pick up the bass, I'd pick up the drums a little bit, and some keyboards, and then uh, I just kept going with it. And I was like, this is this is what I got to do. I just it kind of it's hard to explain. You just kind of feel it, you know, and it's like this is it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so once you got started, everything I've mentioned that you're a great vocalist and, and phenomenal guitar player, but I noticed through research that you do a lot of other instruments too. So how did that come about? Was that more of a, you know you wanting to learn them and have more detail in your production, or how did that come? Yeah, some of it I was um, I was kind of forced to because my band members kind of left or I, I kicked them out. Like one of them was like um, told me basically, oh, the last six months I, I've, I've been doing drugs. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had to kick him out. So I lost a bass player and I lost a drummer. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to do I'm going to record it. I'm going to do the instruments, the ideas and and see where it goes because i i realized that you could be your own composer sort of and whatever you were thinking in your head i could get that down exactly the way i wanted it and be like okay this is my sound these are the songs this is the lyrics everything without all these different opinions coming in and dude i can't practice today and people not taking it serious and i was like i'm i'm serious about it i go if you don't want to do music or you know record stuff then you should find something else basically you know yeah. um so that's kind of how it started i just i you know i got sick of things i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do it myself and see where it goes yeah that's quite a credit to you to to have that drive to do that to just make sure it's, it's up and up it's it's tough because it's you have all the instruments you have to worry about not just one <laughs> so it's yeah. like oh yeah, that's okay awesome. Um, so we were talking about some of the opening bands and all. One, one question I had in my mind is um, when you're playing like opening for a group or whatever, have you connected with any of those guys or been influenced even more seeing them there uh, while you play? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, the way, the kind of how I got my start is I really liked the band Day of Fire and I went to go see them live and I was like, I got to give them a CD or something. I got to talk to them. So that was one of the bands that um, he just happened to meet and he happened to talk with me and take my CD. And then a few days later, I heard back from his producer in Nashville. And that's that's how it got rolling. And so those guys, Josh Brown was the singer. I, I related a lot to him. That they, they gave me the, the start or the foundation of how all this stuff works, you know, and then um branching off from there I, t I tell you um i have a promo video out and it and it's true what i say in it some most most of the artists that i've opened up for i won't name names but they don't they don't care who is opening they don't bother to talk to you or anything even if you kind of approach them and try to talk to them um and there's some that do so very few I've connected with. Only I don't know what the reason is, but um, they, I just realize they don't really care who's opening, which is which is sad because I would want to know who's my opener for tonight. You know, yeah. let's let's check them out. You know, 
Um, see, that, that's the good stuff that people like fans like myself that see you guys, that we don't really see what you deal with. So those yeah. type of examples and hearing about them that connected with you and y'all were musicians that are coming together to shoot things off one another and all. I mean, that says a lot about them as a group and you. Yeah, I get a lot of times where it's like, oh, you're opening for somebody. You, you'll you be hanging out backstage and all that with them. And, and I go, no, honestly, no. I go, we, we have our sectioned off spot and we can't go over to where they are. And I, I almost have to break the rules to go over and introduce myself, which I don't I don't think I should have to because – but I, I like to open up for bands that I like and sometimes – the bands that you like and people you look up to and you meet them or you try to meet them and you can't meet them there's all this legal stuff going on and it, it's sad because it's uh, you know i'm a fan too but it's um yeah. it's just it's really it's it's not what people expect right. <laughs> i would say I, I see that and you know that's why i appreciate some of the things you do like um you know your video diaries I found that very oh, yeah. fascinating because that's some more behind-the-scenes stuff that, you know, yeah. us as your fans and all that, we don't we don't usually get in on that with artists and musicians like yourself. So, you know, one in particular that I was fascinated with was when you opened for Candlebox. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe that was a last-minute thing, wasn't it? I, I think so. Yeah, I got it. Um a fluke thing within a month they're like we need a solo guy acoustic do you want to do it i'm like what is it he's like it's four weeks from now okay <laughs> sounds good <laughs> those guys were actually rush. those guys are pretty cool um they, they came out met all their fans i got to meet them um that was that was a good time and three doors down was a lot like that too i, I had fun with those guys that was that was a fun night they're cool they seem like good guys. I've seen them in concert before, and they seem genuine. So. Yeah, really good, too, in concert. I mean, this was a all-acoustic show, oh. but I was like, this is better than the electric stuff. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. So I was checking out one of your projects uh, with the song Diary of Jane. Yeah, it's a Breaking Benjamin cover. Yeah, yep. so, of course, that's another group. Um you know, that I like a lot. So how did that project come about? Uh, local guy, Rodney here, um, he lives in the same town and he's, he's got a band and he's like, uh, we're going to do a cover song. He goes, you want to do some, some backup vocals for it? And I go, yeah, sure. I go, what, what's, what's the song? And he's like, oh, it's a Breaking Benjamin song. He's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was cool. Uh, we got a lot of great feedback from it, too. Um, it's definitely, I, I like the version of it, too. It's a little different, you know. It's a, it's a little more uh, maybe techno-y rock, sort of. It's got some of that synth stuff in the background that I, that I like. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really good. I, I like the, the way you can take a cover and kind of make it your own, and I feel like all you guys kind of did that with that song. So. Yeah, yep. The band is um, Between Now and Forever, they're called. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mention that, For Now and Forever. So, cool. Well, uh, before I ask any more questions, I do want to give you a plug here. Um, anyone that wants to check out Frank, um, his website is frankpalengi.com. It's F-R-A-N-K-P-A-L-A-N-G-I. 
He's got uh, several EPs out, like uh, Frank, his self-titled Frank Pelleggi, I Am Ready. Uh, you have an acoustic EP, which is pretty cool, too, and yep. Set Me Free. And you also yep. have some solo, you know, individual songs out there, too, that are really cool. So, a few of them floating around there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one of them in particular leads me into my next question. Uh, you redo a cover of uh, Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze. Yeah. Phenomenal song. Great version of that, too. Because uh, I, I feel like it really um, accentuates your vocals and your guitar skills. So um, was Jimi Hendrix like an influence of yours? Or tell me about that song and how it came together. Sort of. He was kind of always uh, the musician that's in back of your mind through when you start playing guitar, and then he just never goes away. You know, it's um, I never really related to his music. Um, I liked his guitar playing, and I tried to learn uh, when I was first playing. I tried to learn some of the riffs and stuff like that. And um, it's more of you know I respect who he is as a person, and. Um, his playing and what he did and the star spangled banner you know i was like okay <laughs> i've been i've been starting to do that for sports teams now um the national anthem and it's like i've been getting some comments they're like jimmy you know jimmy and i was like i i, I don't know what the connection is there but um it's funny because that that version of that cover is uh I normally outsource the drums and, and this and that, and I go, you know what? I go, I'm just gonna do a cover, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try it to do it here, right on the drum set, you know, and that kind of stuff. So it's that was a completely in-house song. I still hear like a larger version of that song somewhere, but uh, you might get it someday. <laughs> I like redoing songs. I don't know what it is. It's like I'll, I'll redo a song. Because it, it changes, you know, it changes for you, it changes for the listener over time. Yeah, it, it reinvents the song, and plus it brings the listeners of those groups over to people like yourself. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so you mentioned the National Anthem, I mean, I guess people like myself are drawn to that and mention Jimi Hendrix because the guitar work you have in that is awesome. I mean, it is true rocker. <laughs> Thanks. But, you know, the patriotism of the national anthem is awesome anyway. But when you get a musician like yourself that can portray that through music, that's something special. And you did a great job. It's a lot of pressure doing that. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so, I'm like, because like, you're going to sing it, right? And I go, no, I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to play it on guitar. I go, if you miss a note, if you miss a word, you, it's bad. Star Spangled Banner, man, it's bad. So I, I'm like, there, there's a lot of pressure walking up there and being like, you have to get every note right, you know? Because <laughs> it is. But I, 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 I love it. It, it. It's cool. It's a totally different experience than, um, like, you're on stage and you're ready to sing and play a song. You know, it, it's it's different because you have the weight of what what it is and you have the veterans there and you have and you're like, this is this is really important. It, it means something to somebody. And it's very positive, too. You know, it's it's um, I view it as you're, you're given back to 
you know, basically the country a little bit. You're honoring the country doing it. So, yeah. um, I like it. It's cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, one song I want to talk about. I know it's a little older, but Driving These Lines, that yeah. song rocks. <laughs> it's got a lot of energy to it. Yeah. yeah, it really does. I mean, the the music especially. I'm a music guy, so I tend to key on the music a lot more than vocals, even though I enjoy vocals, of course. So, uh-huh. can you give me a little background about that song or anything? Um, it was. I remember I had wrote written it. Um, this we had gone to Nashville twice for the EP, so there was two sessions. It was in the second session we did that. And uh, I was kind of doing like songwriting sessions with Josh and stuff. And he's like, he goes, I, I wasn't going to do the song. I go, I thought it was kind of quirky. And I go, I don't know. It's not really like what I'd really do. And he goes, you got to do it. He goes, it's and uh, I, f- I forgot what he said. He's like, you just got to do it or something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. But it's, it's about the ups and downs of the industry because one minute um, it happened to him one minute you're on top and the next minute you're all the way at the bottom and they don't know who you are. They forget your name. It's like, you've never even existed. So I was like, I was drawing a little bit from his experiences with, with his two bands and kind of my experience of just getting thrown into this stuff and having to think about it. Um, but I knew I wanted it to be, uh, a faster, more energetic song than like I'm waiting there was It's All Right, I think, on the record. Uh, Love, those were rock songs, but not real fast, kind of, you know, energetic. So Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, definitely. So one thing I'm curious about, you hear this from artists and all, do you have any pre-show rituals, things you do before a show? Um, I don't know, people ask me that all the time. I go, not really. I, I drink a lot of water just throughout the day. Um. Anything that kind of coat over your appetite so you're not starving while you play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if, if you eat before, man, oh, that, that it ruins everything. So <laughs> kind of have to starve and, and eat after. Uh, you know, I do a little bit of warm-ups. I'll, I'll warm up just with some basic songs or just kind of some some really goofy kind of, kind of stuff. But, um not much. I just kind of do it. Just kind of go out there. Yeah. Get ready to go. I hear you. That's that sounds good. Um, this is going to be a little bit tougher question because listening to your music is more unique. You know, it's not like uh, I'm not going to mention any new band names, but some of them sound just like another band, and you are not one of those bands. <laughs> you're, you're truly unique. You know who you are, and you know your music. But if you had to describe your music to our listeners who haven't heard you before, who could you somewhat compare yourself to? I don't know. I mean, I, I've this is what other people say. You got Skillet, you have Creed, Breaking Benjamin. I, I personally say Day of Fire just because I, I worked with them and it was their music is was really influenced me. And my number one is Metallica. Yeah. If you listen to everything that I do, the root of it is Metallica. The raw rock, 
Um, even down to some of the grit in my voice and, and some of the way he ends his phrases and stuff vocally. Definitely the guitar work. Um, in a modern rock way, it's weird because you don't want to redo the, the Metallica sound. But some of those, uh, the odd one, I'm trying to think of the odd one. I like Johnny Cash a lot. I think that's the one they're like, really? Johnny Cash? <laughs> but yeah, uh, him too, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm fans of all those groups. Metallica's, you know, like you said, they're just awesome and phenomenal. Yeah, um, it's just... Well, I looked up to their, their way of uh, his energy, you know, uh, live, his frontman presence. I looked up to the way the records were recorded. They recorded kind of really weird compared to regular standards and that's that's just like the producer and the mixing guy like the sound end of me where i'm like really interested in like how did they record that you know yeah well that, that's another true. thing i respect about your music is when you're on stage performing you're more active you're not just someone up there behind the microphone you're really trying uh, to give that energy back yeah so that's well, really that's why cool. that's why you do a show you know yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So let me ask you this. Um, I just saw in the news, I think it was last week, about Scott Stapp. He uh, just signed with Napalm Records. So, uh, you know, that, you know, going back to Creed, I know you had some influences with them, and I've always liked them. I like Skillet and all them, too. Um, Scott Stapp, though, you know, he went through a time in his life where he went through some adversities and all that, and... You know, you see him coming out of that, getting back into the music scene and all that. So is there anything that you would recommend or give some encouraging words to people going through those adversities as a musician or in life in general? Yeah, I mean, I think with anything, I just say you have to find the positive out of the negative. Even if something bad happens to you, if you're aware of how to get out you know, whatever you're doing in a positive way, especially if you have, whether it's friends or family, sometimes you really have to draw to them and break down and be like, this is what's going on. I, I need your help, you know? And if you don't have the inner strength to do it, you, I, I really think you have to find something in your life to draw that from, to find it. Um, it's, it's in you. It's in you to get better, to, to grow. Um, I don't really know how else to explain it. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. You know, we, we like to ask that because, you know, we've mentioned in previous talks that uh, we raise awareness for Lyme disease and things like that. So we, mm -hmm. you know, that's the other side of what we do. And, you know, hearing from people like you that have become successful and things like that, it's just good to hear those encouraging words, especially with you being such a positive person. It's because uh, I have no plan B. That's kind of my, my thing I keep in my head that, that keeps me going. And I would say for that stuff, it's it's don't give up. You know, you just got to got to keep going. Yeah, that was one of my questions, too. Um, the no plan B, I've seen that. That's like your motto, right? So Yeah. So talk a little bit more about that. Um, so I, I came out of high school. I had a few odd jobs. I was working at a YMCA, and I go, you know what? I think I'm going to quit my job 
quit everything and just do music. And they looked at me really weird. And I go, yeah, I feel like I have no plan B. And all of a sudden, the original quote was, I have no plan B in backing down on my dreams. And I, for some reason, that just has stuck for the past 15 years or so. Yeah. And, it, and it hasn't gone away. But I, I tell you, the look, because I was just like, yeah, I, I'm thinking about, I'm going to quit. I'm thinking about quitting. They're like, I, <laughs> <laughs> music. They're like, quitting. Oh, good luck to you. <laughs> I thought I was nuts. That's awesome. Like, Sometimes you have to go for your dream, right? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I was I was making my second solo demo, and I go, I have to finish it. And I go, I, I think I'm just going to. I'm going to finish it. So yeah. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a good way to kind of wrap this up. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that people know again, your website is frankpalingi.com. We're going to be posting yeah. the links to, I mean, you're on just about every social media platform, which is great. Um, yeah. You have to be nowadays. Got to do everything. Absolutely. But you know, again, I downloaded your music through iTunes. That's pretty easy, but you're on uh, many different things. Uh, but I definitely yep. recommend people going to your website because um, 2019 is going to be a big year for you, right? Anything, I know, do you have any tours coming up or anything special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm working on a new EP, and I might release a, a new cover song before it. Um, it's been taking a little bit of a process cause I've been so busy. Sure. So I figured, all right, cover song, new EP gigs in between. I'm, I'm, I give guitar lessons. I'm still recording some local guys. I do tracking work. Sometimes people would like, uh, any indie filmmakers out there. If you want music, if you want, you know, anything, I, I track bass, I track guitar. I do backup vocals. I do uh, voiceovers. I do acting on the side. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get there with this new EP. I we've got two songs done on it. I have the other two floating around, so it will it will get done. I promise everybody. Yeah. So new music coming, and I did see on your website you do have some gigs lined up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I start in uh, end of March, and I play. Usually until like end of September is kind of like the, the season up here to kind of, you do New York, Vermont, Massachusetts. I try to do Connecticut, but there's, there's not a lot of spots really to hit there. Um, sure. So Northeast kind of stuff. Then I'll, I'll fill it in with some national gigs, open it up for some people. And um, everything else just keeps me busy. So Yeah, we just had a comment that you should come to Birmingham, Alabama where we're at. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I get a lot of requests for Tennessee, North Carolina, Florida, L.A., and I, I'm just like, someday. I It's a lot of money to tour, first of all, and if you don't tour with somebody else, it's kind of, it's it's all up to you, so um, yeah. it is tough, but that's why I do the online stuff. I'll, I'll do interviews, I'll do performances online, you know, hear from the studio, videos anything to kind of be like i know i'm not in florida but uh this is the second best thing right here you know yeah yeah that's awesome and we we so appreciate you being on and all um anytime go download frankpalinji.com 
the, his music now. I'm serious. It's good stuff. So check it out. Um, again, Thanks, Frank, we're going to be posting your links and stuff to get you out there. But if there's anything we can do to help you out, you know, just give us a shout and we'll keep following your, uh, your career. I appreciate that, man. Thanks everybody for tuning in. All right. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. With our difficulties too. <laughs> so, it always happens. Technology is like an up and down thing. and It never works. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, well, thanks again, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Take care.